0: Because January is Slavery and Human Trafficking Awareness and Prevention Month, I am talking with Jim Fuda. He is the Director of Law Enforcement Services for Crime Stoppers of Puget Sound and Vice Chairman of the recently launched Crime Stoppers Global Solutions. A big part of their focus is international outreach to stop human trafficking, as well as other major felony crimes. We touch first on his extensive career in law enforcement, which started with the King County Sheriff's Office in the Seattle area, and then his international work training law enforcement in developing countries, which in many ways laid the foundation for the international outreach he is now doing through Crime Stoppers. Jim, welcome. I'd like to start by giving the audience some perspective on your background.
1: Well, I... Um... Was the youngest King County Sheriff's deputy ever to be hired. I turned 21, got discharged and, uh, from the military and, and hired in a 10-day period. I was able to do all my testing while I was underage and then worked for 33 years with the Sheriff's Office. During that time, I had the opportunity to go to Indonesia for uh, the feds to work a contract to teach demonstration management. saw that the course wasn't quite up to par, and this was after our WTO stuff here, and rewrote that course and taught it in Indonesia. Then went back to the sheriff's office, and when I retired on March 17, 2006, that a five-day break, was on a plane to Pakistan. Spent eight months in and out of Pakistan teaching classes of everything from hostage negotiations, formed some of their teams there. They just didn't have that concept there. Bring these developing countries up to industry standard. Then went to Microsoft for a year as their global event security director and went went back to the feds and actually lived in Luka, Bosnia as the senior executive advisor to their minister of the interior. So it was a great gig.
0: The work that you're talking about internationally, that was through the U.S. Department of Justice?
1: Right. They call it the ISATAP program, International Criminal Investigative Training Assistance Program.
0: And how did you get connected with them?
1: I had a, a guy I worked with, a commander, that brought me over to Indonesia That because of what I, I did with the sheriff's office part of WTO brought me over there to help. Uh, teach that. So I was in in Jakarta and Surabaya.
0: And for those who don't know, WTO was?
1: The World Trade Organization demonstration riots we had here in Seattle in the late 90s.
0: Which I remember making national news.
1: Yeah, made international news, yeah.
0: International. And that's because it went wrong? (laughs) Exactly. And so they tapped your learnings from WTO of how to manage riots.
1: Yeah, demonstrations and riots, yes.
0: And then, am I correct that the response or failed response to WTO helped inform Seattle PD develop better responses to protests and riots?
1: Absolutely. And you've got to remember the culture changed, too. I mean, we had the riots in the in the 60s, long before, you know, I was a cop, that, that uh, things were handled differently and... It, and as culture changes a little bit, is there's different ways of, uh, of handling things as we grow. And, and we're seeing that today. The Seattle Police Department especially, through WTO, through the May Day riots, through N30 that they called the, the riots uh, uh, shortly after WTO, is that they've developed their skills in controlling large demonstrations. And for example, the bicycles to help move and direct a crowd. They teach that around the country now.
0: How is what is happening here in the United States with civil unrest and riots compared to what you've seen in other countries?
1: If you go to a a mainstay country like England, you're gonna find it mostly the same, France the same, but you go to a developing country, it's different because the culture is different, the, the value of human, human life is different, uh, civil rights are different. So you're going to see things played out a little bit different. And that the, was the purpose of what we were trying to do was bring industry standard to some of these developing countries. For example, when, in, when I was in, in Bosnia, I formed the first ever hostage negotiations teams, the first responder course to active shooter I trained in, to where they developed teams to the industry standard. And how was it received? It's worked very well. In fact, I still hear back from the Serbian part of Bosnia uh, when they have an incident that they tell me, yeah, we used the tactics and it worked. And so they feel that they're saving lives doing this as well.
0: So then at what point did you develop Crime Stoppers?
1: I didn't develop it. My partner, Merle Karner, he formed the program. He's a retired uh, Seattle police robbery detective. So he formed this program in in 1988. So I came in as the director of law enforcement services. And how does Crime Stoppers work? Crime Stoppers is a way that we take anonymous tips, offer a monetary incentive for those tips, and people can remain anonymous. And it could be for many reasons. If we got a concerned citizen that's afraid to report for fear that something's going on next door and they're they afraid to report it for fear that someone will figure it out, that it was them, or it's someone that's just in general afraid to talk to the police. It's an avenue To get information, and we take that information and give it to the appropriate jurisdiction and mostly to the appropriate detective that's working that. And it may not be the full case. I mean, the detective might have 80% of the information, and this tip provides the last 20 percent and if you get an arrest there's an arrest and a charge out of it is that person will receive a scaled monetary incentive but homicides and bank
0: robberies are a thousand dollars and then it's scaled down from from there and so up until the days of smartphones you were these this was a tip line a, an 800 hundred two
1: two two 222 tips and we still have that in November of 2016, we started using the, a P3 tips app, an app that you put on your smartphone, free download, that people can uh, text uh, anonymous tips to us. And we found that immediately we were our tips are quadrupled and our arrests more than doubled.
0: Are you finding there are more tips coming in because of what's going on with civil unrest, riots, defunding? police officers leaving the profession?
1: Yes, I think with the downsizing they're talking about, the exodus of, of, of a lot of the officers, is, is I think it's going to become more critical because there's not going to be people to investigate. It's going to be more useful as we, as we move forward.
0: Obviously, you have a lot of international experience. What inspired you to make Crime Stoppers global?
1: After we saw how well This app was working. This is what led to this international project. I got to thinking about transnational crimes, those that have no borders, that are corruption-based, and people are afraid of the police, and they're afraid of corrupt politicians. If it'll work here in the States with a monetary incentive, I definitely knew that it would work in developing countries. But you need trusted policemen, ones you know they are not corrupt. And I, I got one particular assistant police chief that I knew well, that had been to the National Academy, the FBI in Quantico, was vetted and honest as the day is long. So I've had him bring four countries together. I picked two outside the European Union, which was Serbia and Bosnia, two inside Slovenia and Croatia. And I did that for a purpose, a reason is because the border along Croatia and Serbia-Bosnia is still corrupt. I did one presentation to trusted law enforcement in those four countries and then did one press release and had 47 tips in a week. So people want to talk, they're just afraid to. When we came back, I realized a couple of things. And one, that a local program could not sustain it. Two, I had to change countries. And that's because... Bosnia has three different governments, so we uh, moved it to Serbia, formed a new group called Crime Stoppers Global Solutions, brought some people in from around the country to help formulate that. We've been over there five times and have everything organized. So the other part was who was going to take the tips and we brought the International Police Association involved. These seven crimes we picked were human trafficking, terrorism, illicit trade, arms dealing, drug smuggling, cybercrime, and bank fraud.
0: You mentioned human trafficking, and I know you've made a very compelling PSA in which one of the things you say is up 30% is child sex trafficking.
1: Well, it's because of COVID, And because of the corruption and people able to get away with stuff is that the estimate is that it's up close to 30 percent and when I was there last November I met with a group that that does anti child sex trafficking and one of the women we met with said that that particular day they had rescued two girls Syrian Christian girls that were sold at age 14 brought through the Balkan route into Western Europe where they were violated multiple times a day for a couple of years. They got word uh, uh, three, four days earlier that they were in Bosnia, just off the border of Serbia. So they decided to wait till they got into Serbia before they rescued them. She's telling us this story. That happened that morning. And the woman started to cry. And I said, but that's a good thing, right? You rescued two girls? And she said, there was a third girl. That in Bosnia was separated from the other two, taken to Kosovo, where they harvested her organs. For the highest bidder on the black market. Oh God! So they just killed a 16-year-old girl on a table. Oh, well, they want to use this. So on their phone, it'll just be a, a logo that's a CS. So it's it's kind of obscure, and because you know people can get killed, and you know to to see, oh, you're a snitch. Uh, so right. we were very careful of how we, you know, we promote this and, and, uh, and put it out, especially in, in some of these countries. And then right. for the crimes I mentioned, $1,000 in some of these countries pays more than a year's uh, rent.
0: So in your PSA, it starts by saying every minute of every day, two children are being prepared for sexual exploitation. Um, and so the ages range from 14 to mm-hmm. as young as three, and you said three of the Largest countries are India, Brazil, and unfortunately the United States. Yeah, sad. How does it play out in the United States?
1: Well, a lot of it is the child porn aspect of it. And then you have have girls that are brought into prostitution at very young ages. Uh, Sad to say that there's a market for that.
0: You're hoping the people who are aware of this will use the app because it's anonymous and this will help save some of these kids.
1: Absolutely, I, I, it's, a, it's a definitely a tool that will greatly help and enhance law enforcement investigations. It's already working here and the oversize, overseas side of it, it makes perfect sense, especially with that, that monetary
0: incentive. Let's say you get a tip, it, it could be anywhere in the country, right?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. So what we would do in that case is take that tip and then to to get the the tip over to the to the right uh, people.
0: In an instance of a child having been kidnapped, what unit responds to that? Is that sexual assault unit or?
1: it, it could go. It could go to a uh, child find missing persons unit. It could go to a, uh, a homicide detective. It depends. Some agencies yeah. are so small that that it would just go to a general detective or even a you know even a beat cop, depending on where right. you're located. And so, what is your hope for this international program uh, and those crimes without borders? Is if you can hit this at the source or the transit routes and make arrests there. It stops the end game from Western Europe and easier to get into into the United States. And that is, that is the goal. Imagine the intel you can get from these countries that could go to our CIA, FBI, these organizations. It would be extremely useful on all ends. And I'm hoping that the federal government comes through. My guess is where are we getting this from? Well, the East Coast, it's more, you know, Ukraine, Balkans coming in because there are more ports for that side. For our side of the country, it's more South or Asia, you know, uh, coming in from the south. It's more, uh, you know, Mexico, Central, South America. So it depends where, if with a the, the contract with the feds, where they want us to go with with it
0: from there. You're pulling information that departments themselves couldn't do on their own, right?
1: I, I don't know how they would get the information if, if people don't want to talk, and that's the part it's it's investigative information that gets to the right person. and you talk about a, a, a regular police department who's
0: got the budgets and the manpower. What keeps you going and what what inspires you to do this?
1: I've been in public service now for believe it or not, I, I can't believe it, close to fifty years, and it's that stage of life to where you've learned you've watched things change and now it's that stage to give back and because it's the right thing to do and not being caught up in a government bureaucracy is that we can move this with us forward and do do the right thing some of these are the crimes uh, that are hidden in plain sight that it's all around us and we don't You just don't know. You go about your daily lives and you you just don't see it.
0: And the money you raise goes to cover costs, but I gather this also is for the rewards.
1: Absolutely. Uh, um, And not that that we're going to be overwhelmed with with rewards initially. We arrest one bank robber and he's done 15 or we arrest a, a prolific burglar and, and we've, got, we've solved 30. You know, so that's the, th- that's the way you have to look at it, uh, how much crime you've solved from even just that one arrest.
0: Well, it's just amazing how you've pulled all of your experience, all of your talent together for this, this very important initiative. Thanks so much. I mentioned at the top that Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization. The rewards they pay out for tips come from donations. If you would like to help stop international human trafficking, as well as other international crimes without borders, you can make a donation at their Crime Stoppers Global Solutions website, which is csglobalsolutions.org. This information will also be in the episode write-up. Thank you so much.